This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. of prayer, listen to me, is interaction with your father so that he can give you input, not so that you can give him input. Do you understand? He needs to give us input. Why? Well, because he's God and we're not. He's the one who always gets it right. He's the one who sees the future, who understands perfectly the past. And so we need, we need to hear from him. We need him to teach us. He doesn't need us to teach him. We're told here in this passage, continue earnestly in prayer. Today, as Pastor Robert continues his teaching through the book of Colossians, he'll be exhorting us to be men and women of prayer. Jesus himself was always found on his knees in a solitary place, praying to the Father for direction. If Jesus, God in the flesh, had to pray, how much more do you and I need to pray? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. The Apostle Paul writing in this letter, in verse 2, he says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Now, there are four things about prayer that I want us to consider and, and talk about together here. He refers to continuing earnestly, earnest prayer. He talks about vigilant prayer. He talks about thankfulness in prayer, thankful prayer. And then he he talks about intercessory prayer. He says, pray for us. As you're praying, pray for us. And so I want to look at this. You need to know I'm not trying to be exhaustive. I'm not trying to really, you know, dig everything out of the passage. And I'm not trying to give you a formula. You know, sometimes I think we we want somebody to tell us exactly how to do it, right? The ABCs of prayer. And, And I remember as a young Christian being told all kinds of things about prayer, about how you need to be really specific as though God doesn't know already what needs to happen, you know, and, and, and that we need to clue him in. We, we need to be the ones to inform God as to what needs to happen and how it needs to happen. And if you're not really, really specific with God, well, then he might not get it right. Listen, that's just foolishness. God already knows. The Bible says he knows what you need before you even know you need it yourself. You know, he knows these things. The point of prayer, listen to me, is interaction with your father so that he can give you input, not so that you can give him input. Do you understand? He needs to give us input. Why? Well, because he's God and we're not. He's the one who always gets it right. He's the one who sees the future, who understands perfectly the past. And so we need, we need to hear from him. We need him to teach us. He doesn't need us to teach him. 
we're told here in this passage, continue earnestly in prayer. You know, and I couldn't help but think about my childhood. You know, I was raised in church, and, and I remember being taught, and quite often I would be asked, did you say your prayers? And even the terminology communicates error. Did you say your prayers? And, and we were taught to memorize certain prayers. I, I memorized a prayer for bedtime, and I memorized a prayer for mealtimes. And I remember thinking my dad had memorized a more grown-up prayer for mealtimes. And I wondered sometimes if he had a more grown-up prayer for bedtime. But I don't know what yours was, or maybe you were, maybe you were raised a little bit differently. But for me, it was, it was, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. You can pray that prayer very earnestly. I remember praying that prayer very earnestly when somewhere around the age of six or seven, I don't know exactly how old I was, but one night as my parents are there, my, I, don't, I don't remember, my, I think my mom and dad were both there by my bedside, and, and I'm praying this prayer, and I got to the part where it says, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And all of a sudden, that prayer got really earnest. Becomes like, oh, please, God, please, 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 don't let me die tonight. I don't want to die tonight. Don't take my soul tonight. And I look back at it as an adult. It's like, you know, what kind of mind came up with that? You know, that you're teaching a four-year-old to, to go to bed meditating on, I may not wake up tomorrow. Who comes up with that, right? So you could pray that in earnest. But, but I think it's so important to understand that what the Bible is talking about here, continually, earnestly, you know, in we think of prayer in a kind of a ritualistic way, you know, in in other words, you have to be on your knees with your hands folded and your eyes closed for it to be legitimate prayer. No, no, that's ritual. That's ritual. Now, don't get me wrong. I think to be on our knees with our eyes closed, it may be a good thing. It may be good to be, you know, to have that posture of submission and surrender, you know, to physically be on your knees. That may be a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. To have your eyes closed, who came up with that? Probably a Sunday school teacher, right? Trying to keep the kids focused and keep them, you know, quiet. You got a bunch of three and four-year-olds, you know, to get them to all pray together. You just, you know, get them on their knees with their eyes closed and, and, you know, maybe they won't get into trouble. You know, maybe they'll actually pray and learn something. But you know, some of my most effective, some of my most wonderful prayer times are while I'm driving down the highway. You know, just cruise control, and I've got a long drive, and I'm on I-95, and not, not in the Miami traffic, don't get me wrong, although some of my most effective prayers have been in the Miami traffic as well. But I'm talking about you're, you're cruising down the highway, and, and you really, you know, if you've been driving for a while, you're not really thinking about it, you know? Second nature now. I've been driving almost 40 years. I don't, I don't think about it. It's just I drive when I'm out, you know, on the turnpike or whatever, and, and to just, just have a conversation with my dad. Just to have a conversation, have that interactive, you know, continual earnest. Because, you know, there are things in life that we need to talk to him about. If we're wise, we will be having a dialogue with the creator about some of the stuff that's happening in our lives. About the things that are happening in the lives of the people we care about, people around us. That idea of earnestness, you know, what does it even mean? It just just means sincere, that it's real. I mean, do you have real conversations with God, or, or are they just what you think he wants to hear? You know, one of the things I love about reading the Psalms is seeing how David just opened his heart to God. He put it out there. 
It's like a couple of the Psalms are almost like this. Hello, did you forget I'm here? I got problems down here, you know. Are you going to do anything or not? And it's just David being so real with God, being so real. And and we've gotten, in some cases, we've gotten so religious that we're afraid to do that. Are you with me? It's just like when people are afraid. You know, one of the things that sometimes freaks people out a little bit is the fact that we come into the sanctuary with coffee and even a donut. That's got to be sin. No, 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 listen. You're coming into the the presence of your father. You know, when I go to my dad's house, it's, it's almost a ritual. One of the first things I do is go open the refrigerator and get a glass of sweet iced tea. I'm home. Well, well, I'm not home yet. Exactly. But it is his house. I think he's perfectly fine with me having a cup of coffee with him. I think he might share one with me one day. Me and Jesus with some fish and a good cup of coffee. That'll work. I mean, really? Do you ever think that way? Do you think about your relationship with him in that way? After his resurrection, what happened every time he interacted with his disciples? Almost, almost every time. He was like, you know, you got something to eat? One time he cooked breakfast for them. You remember the story? They're out. Fi- Peter's like, what are we going to do? Peter says, I'm going fishing. You guys do what you want. And they're like, well, we'll go with you. And as they're out there fishing, they see Jesus. They don't know it's him, but they see him up on the shore. He's got a little fire going. He's cooking breakfast. And they ate a meal together. I'm looking forward to eating a meal with Jesus. Looking forward to that. But meanwhile, meanwhile, I want to have real conversations with him. Real conversations with God. Not made up stuff, not memorized ritual prayers that I repeat by rote. No, no, real, earnest, heartfelt communication. You know, some of us were taught to pray the Our Father. You know, you just repeat it over and over and over again. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's no value in that, but Jesus did not give us the Lord's Prayer as something to memorize and recite mindlessly, He gave it to us as a lesson. Do you understand that? It was teaching. Lord, teach us to pray. Okay, all right, here's how you do it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But he told them, pray like this. Pray like this. It's a, that's a good prayer to study. Great prayer to study. Not so great a prayer to just recite mindlessly. There are no prayers that were intended to be prayed mindlessly. Do you understand where I'm going with that? Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. In this book, one of the main themes is putting off and putting on. We'll learn that God desires that we put off the way we used to live, but not only that, God encourages us to put on the new nature that we have in Christ. Now here's Tracy with some more information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the book of Colossians, right here on Main Thing Radio.